Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to another edition of Motorman and Rudog. I am not Motorman, but he is Scott Morganroth. I am Rudog. My name is Rudy Reyes. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Welcome, Scott, to the show. Back again for another dastardly episode of What's Wrong with Sports. Well, there's not really a whole lot wrong with sports, other than the fact alone that you have a lot of situations all related to COVID, maybe not all of them, but the majority of it related to COVID, the pandemic, uh, what we plan on doing uh, in regards to the outbreaks and things of that nature, and more importantly, what the NFL is going to do. As I just got off with Dan Helley of NFL Network, we're talking about stadiums and how from, from a luxury standpoint, he was stating they're going to put uh, people inside of these luxury boxes, and, and that's okay to do. I don't have a problem with that. But MetLife Stadium, talking about having pictures and inserts? I mean, are we talking a puzzle here, a board game with faces of – I mean, how is this going to work out? How do you see this playing on NFL stadiums in the upcoming season? The only thing I could imagine with NFL stadiums, Rudy, would be if you bring your season ticket holders in and you have these big, massive 60,000, 70,000-seat stadiums and then spacing them out, if there's ever a way to – rewards season ticket holders this is a way to do it it really is and you've paid for them you're loyal as a result i would do it as far as luxury box new to me well luxury boxes seem to be the way to go because they are condensed they're compressed you don't touch a lot of people other than the ones you come in with i'm sure they're going to be Temperature checked as well, right in the forehead, making sure you're wearing masks, you know, accordingly, at least until you get into your room. Uh, and to be honest with you, I, I think that they're going to probably tarp off parts of the stadiums that are not being used. I think that that's going to be based on attendance. Uh, you're going to realize that everybody is going to be sitting at least six or more feet apart. I don't think stadiums are going to take any chances. I don't think the NFL is going to take any chances in regards to what their recommendations are for these stadiums to really take hold of and say, this is where you're going to sit. This is your ticket number. We want you guys 12 feet apart, uh, no high fives, no hand touching. Keep to yourself. If you come in with two or three people or four people or five or however many, you guys all have to be tested. They're going to be temperature checked. Sanitizer is going to be galore at all these stadiums, all the dispensers. They're just going to be out there. I think NFL stadiums are going to really plan accordingly. They're going to plan this out in a very solid fashion. You're going to see a full 16-game you know, slate. You're going to see playoffs occur. Uh, but more importantly, this changes the dynamic for NFL teams. And speaking of NFL teams, New England Patriots were kind of backslapped yesterday, uh, almost like a backhanded compliment is what I mentioned to Dan Helling. We were talking – about how New England uh, paid almost next to peanuts for, for Cam Newton, former 2015 NFL MVP. At the time, he was playing for the Carolina Panthers. That has since kind of shifted over into a new Teddy Bridgewater system. Uh, and you're going to see a different head coach. You're going to see, you know, the old welcome the new and so on and so forth. They walked out Christian McCaffrey in the offseason. I mean, I'll be honest with you, when you look at what's going on in – uh, in, in Carolina, 
versus what Cam Newton's going to have to contend with, which is not a whole lot in New England. Uh, what do you think about the acquisition, first and foremost? And secondly, uh, does Brian Hoyer go to practice squad, maybe, just in case? I mean, who, who starts under center, in your opinion, for New England this upcoming season? You know, I, a lot of it depends on Cam Newton's health. They haven't seen him in person right now. This is a uh, low-risk, high-reward. You know, so for Cam Newton to have an opportunity to go to New England, where the Patriots are always going to the scrap heap to buy cheap, I mean, really? Why not? You know, they just waited for the market to dry up is what they did, and then they picked their price. How many transformation projects through the years has – New England invested in, and by the way, they kind of worked out well, like Randy Moss was in a bad investment for a while, and the list goes on and on. I like the move for Newton. Can't say I'm surprised about it. I want to go back to an interesting point you made, though, about stadiums. Uh, the team I hold close to my heart, the Jacksonville Jaguars, are used to tarps. I've covered lots of minor league baseball, so we're used to no fans. So, you know, that little spacing thing that you're talking about, Kind of works out. No, nothing against the Jags, but they're used to the tarp situation. <laughs> Had to get that in. But okay. let's go back to the Patriots, okay? It's just so weird that other teams might have to go to the tarps, even though many of us have already seen it. Good move for New England. Brian Hoyer is an insurance policy. Jared Steedham, you don't know, and I think they trapped one or uh, didn't they bring on a, uh, was it Brian Lewerke or whatever, uh, Michigan State? Lewerke as well, so who knows if he's a developmental guy. You're going to need a lot of extra players at a lot of positions with COVID-19. This isn't going to be your typical roster year where 46 active, 53, nobody. If you know anything about math, hit that calculator, add some players, okay, and then you're going to find more and more. You don't worry about the other leagues that have folded. It don't make a lick of difference anyways what they are. There are going to be more players, so you might have three or four quarterbacks at some point. We don't know what's going on with COVID-19. I like the move for New England, though, you know, because what that did is that the unknown variable with Jared Stadium, now everybody's saying, well, may New England may not be so bad after all. They've got a solid running attack as it is, and they'll find a way under Josh McDaniels to piecemeal a good offense. They will. And if their defense is what it is, don't count them out, but definitely count them in because of Cam Newton. But they don't know what they're getting with Cam Newton physically. They really don't. This guy has taken a beating, Rudy, for a 31-year-old. He really has. And when was the last time he played a full season? You might have to look back a little bit. So you may need a lot of quarterbacks in New England, but I think the move is a really good move. I can't find anybody on social media, media, anybody that's debating it. Can you? No, absolutely not. And when you look at what – Jason, Jason Stidham has done not really a whole lot. You have a former NFL MVP who's been basically next to nothing on. He, he could very well be, be the heir apparent. Will Bill Belichick take complete um, reins on this to get him inside of the game when he needs to from a situational standpoint? Of course he will. Why would you not? First of all, and, and, and Dan Helley proved a solid point, and he said this very, very strategically, and I completely agree with him. You don't acquire 2015 NFL former MVP, to have him sit on the sidelines. He's an, he's an immediate right. insertion in any given system. It just so happens it's a New England system. He's going to be on a completely different schedule. Uh, he's going to have to recognize he can't miss uh, meetings, workouts, conversations, 
Um, he, he, he can't be late. This is a whole nother side of Cam Newton that is going to be forced to grow up, forced to be put into the front, into the, into the sole center of, of what this New England Patriots team is really trying to do. And that's become an active quarterback under center. Of course, Josh McDaniels right. knows all about that. Uh, so if there's anybody who can help make this situation work, it's going to be Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, just like it has with Tom Brady. However, he's a younger, more agile, uh, uh, clear, you know, bottom uh, ball dropper. Reminds me more of Ben Roethlisberger than probably anybody else does, at least in the last five to ten years. But I think New England will find a way to make it work. I think uh, when you look at the, the long-term situation, New England's not losing anything at all on this deal. They're going to come out ahead for, you know, four to five years. You've got at least ten good years out of Cam Newton, at least. And, of course, his predecessor would probably claim to that, being Tom Brady now sitting in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers system who has Rob Gronkowski. Um, he has just a, a, a ton of talent there in, in Tampa Bay. So it would not surprise me one bit to see if everything goes according to plan. Of course, Bill Belichick, always the, the plan master, will have the ability to keep him on the field long enough. Let's talk at the other side of the coin. Of course, it's well, just let me a ask you one drip. other thing go before ahead. we go on. Do you think Cam Newton's going to get away dressing like a clown at New England Patriots press conferences? He's going to dress the way he's going to dress. I don't think yeah, Bill Belichick's really? going to try to change him all. Yeah. I mean, look, he's he's done it since he was in his college years he's done it when he was with carolina that's just who he is that's just a part okay. of his dynamic almost almost like a genetic makeup you don't expect him to show up in some type of chiffon you know if he's you know if he's jason stidham or you know if he's ben roethlisberger you're gonna find it out of these guys matt ryan included you know he he is his own person and when, when something works for someone, regardless, and some of these NFL players come in with some crazy dress-up gear, NBA right. players are probably the most infamous for walking in with whatever filly-nilly you know, clothes that they could possibly find in, in the closet just to make a statement, just, just to be a topic of conversation. Uh, speaking of topic Philly of conversation, filly-thrilly-nilly, it's just plain silly. However you want to take it, however you want to slice it or thrice it or dice it, take your pick. Let's kind of move to the other side of the coin. When you're talking about a backhanded compliment, as I mentioned earlier, when you look at the $1.1 million, uh, uh, I would say lint in the pocket of, of Robert Kraft uh, kind of makes you wonder, eh, thanks for nothing. It was a bad meal at a small restaurant. The burger wasn't done the way I wanted it. Right. It didn't come with pickles. You had no tomato. You know, this is like small-time stuff. So this is dropping the bucket. What's really going to hurt them is that draft pick. The draft pick that was taken away as a part right. of that backhand compliment uh, uh, is going to really hurt them in the long run. Uh, so I, I think this is going to be better than it was, at least from a player standpoint, getting the right quarterback. Uh, I right. think Stidham's going to back end up backing up Cam Newton as Cam Newton will be the guy under center for the regular season moving forward. But again, I don't make that decision. I'll have to leave that to Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. However, uh, kind of moving forward here, speaking of COVID-19, how that's kind of helped propel all these drastic changes. Changes to the Mississippi state flag are also a part of that change. And state of Mississippi and the NCAA uh, has also stated uh, to, to that effect uh, that they're going to make some changes. Statues are changing. Statues are being pulled down. Actors that had said things, 
from 15, 25, maybe 30 years ago, John Wayne, I was reading this yesterday with some of his racist commentary, things of that nature. You know, I don't know how you can hold a guy accountable for 20 or 30 year old comments, pulling his name down from the John Wayne airport in Orange County down in near Los Angeles, California. I just don't know how that's going to make anybody feel better about an American icon, but Hey, you know, to each their own. What is the NCAA going to do about this now that Mississippi is changing their flag, changing their principles, as we just heard NASCAR uh, also canceling their events, uh, at least the up-and-coming event, uh, them pulling down the, um, the, the Confederate flag, no longer part of their organization, um, and then to noose or not to noose. I don't know if it's the noose on dance. I don't know what's going on with the noose at Talladega. Uh, what do all these changes mean for the NCAA and the Mississippi State flag? Well, here's what it is, okay? The NCAA said we're not holding any championship events there. SEC started it, no championship events. When you're in a state like Mississippi where the only thing I, the only place I'd ever go to in Mississippi might be Biloxi, Mississippi, to be on the Gulf of Mexico to gamble, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, it's good to see uh, Ole Miss football or basketball and so sure. forth and Mississippi State basketball, football, wherever. But think about it. Have you ever been to Mississippi before? Yeah, I have. have. Yeah, I sure have. Where, where have. Oxford, okay. Oxford, Mississippi, right in the Ole Miss campus. Okay. Yep. But really, when you, what is there really to go out there and uh, do? I mean, where is the money generated in that state? Well, if you take away NCAA sanctioned events or SEC – then they're going to be hit with the almighty dollar. That's what you're looking at, the almighty dollar. And when people start thinking about the almighty dollar, don't tell me that change is not going to be made quick. How long do you think it took for them to make this change? Well, you ever have a uh, legislature session on a Sunday that takes four hours to do it? Come on, Rudy. Sunday is known in the South for, you know, the, uh, the man upstairs and all that other stuff, okay? But not in the state of Mississippi. local restaurant too while you're yeah. at it. I love catfish. exactly that's yeah. my point. <laughs> so all, all I can tell you, Rudy, is if it hits you in the almighty dollar, okay, in the pocket, Mississippi had to make the change. What about the rebels? Are they going to keep calling them the rebels anymore? You you know, UNLV took away their rebel. You want to talk about famous names being taken down? What about Calvin Griffith of the uh, Minnesota Twins? who actually orchestrated that move from Washington to Minnesota. But, yep, here we are talking about everything. And, you know, the old common denominator is, Rudy, everybody's trying to rewrite history. That's what we're doing. Well, Do I agree with it all? Well, that's that, that, and, and, and that's, that's always going to be up for debate, who approves, who right. doesn't approve, who wants to wear a mask, who doesn't want to wear a mask. And I mentioned this right. with, with Dan Helley on his show. It's like, look, man, if you're out there in front of people – Regardless of what business you're in, mask up. Mask up. Just put it on. You're not going to hurt anybody but yourself unless you don't wear this mask. And is, is it 100%? Absolutely not. But it does give you some form, some level of, of protection. So hashtag mask up. That's what I say. And that's what I've been saying on social media platforms all over the place. Just mask up. It's not going to ruin your hair. You don't grow hair from your ears. It's not going to interfere with anything. Just mask up you'll be better safe than sorry. Let's kind of well, move forward. Go ahead. Well, think about it. I, I live in the state of Florida, right? And you, you, you obviously pay attention to what I put on social media. These numbers are high. We, yeah. uh, during the latter part of last week, we had over, what, 9,000 or 9,500 a pop. Today we got in at 8,500. Wow, we call it dowing. You know? I mean, 
and, and now obviously bars down here, you know, you could be fined up to $500 for not having a mask on, uh, if you're wearing it on the beach. It'll get expensive. So, you know, when you go to areas of high risk, like I am in the state of Florida, mm-hmm. what do you expect? Problems. And I mean, big problems. Well, the problems aren't going to really stop there. They're not going to stop until people practice social and safe distancing. That's it. Right. Bottom line, you open up bars just to turn around and close them again. Look, I'm not going political on this. I'm just merely stating for the record that use common sense. So bars right. are going to close. Uh, bars continue to close out here in, in California as well, uh, as, as they should everywhere else. Look, we have to control this. If we don't control it. It's going to control us. And there's going to be many more deaths other than 500,000 worldwide cases of COVID-19. So look, right. look, mask up, recognize that this could be a long-term problem, long-term issue, unless you take necessary precautions. Speaking of necessary precautions, uh, a, a lot of things going on in, in, in revolving around Corona, the COVID, the spread, where protective measures come into play, things of that nature. Um, you know, I, there's so many things to really go over here. There's not a lot of time to do that in. But I think about this. When you look at sporting events, when you look at sporting locations, uh, you know, are people going to be practicing safe social distancing once they're inside of a stadium, whether it's soccer, NASCAR, NFL, uh, Major League Baseball? We're talking about golf. I want to switch to that for a minute because now you have more golfers being pegged for having COVID-19. Um, so, so much so that they're thinking about canceling events all the way around as some players are now opting out NBA season players have the option to opt out, to not put themselves in the bubble. That is Orlando, Florida. Uh, is, is there, is there a bust or boom situation in Orlando that could eventually uh, close the NBA season down for the foreseeable future? I don't see the NBA getting to the playoffs. I really don't. Florida, and again, another state with a lot, a, a lot of cases, as we talked about before. You know, the bubble, everybody's in close proximity. The, what are the, remember, the NBA closed down first, and then the whole rest of the dominoes dropped. So, again, you know, this is a situation where when we talk about the fact there's been, what, 500,000 deaths worldwide, worldwide, and that number figures to increase as time goes on, then I have my doubts whether or not baseball is actually going to get going. I have my doubts whether or not the NFL, I'm not sure. There's so many unknown variables at the NFL, Rudy. There really are. Right now, bear in mind, we're only talking June 30th, right? Wait till, uh, let's see where this thing plays out 30 days from now. You got to remember, I'm, I, I work with two teams, the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't even know what my, whether how many games I'll be, um, the press credential situation. I know the Dolphins have given us their procedures. And, of course, the Jacksonville, how many games are we going to actually be covering since I work with both teams? You know, so let's not lose sight of the fact that you've got a situation where, again, will they start and will they finish? That's a double-edged question. What are your predictions, whether they will start? whether Because you got to remember, one thing about Major League Baseball is they're still uh, try, uh, working – on whether or not, but whether the uh, players will be uh, getting best options or bonus about what they just came up with. So that thing's not a done deal, even though the schedule is probably going to be released any second, anyhow, if it hasn't already. 
Well, you know, it, it really, it, again, it boils down to what I was just talking about before we jumped on the NBA topic. It's practicing social distancing. How does right. the NBA check for this? Is there a day? Is there, is there a moment? Is there, you know, how do you, as an individual, whether you're playing sports or not, how do you normally practice getting from, from getting a disease, right? You stay away from it. If it's a cold, if it's a cough, if it's the flu, whatever that might be, you're going to practice your, your kind of distance. You go in your room, you sweat it out in bed. I know when I get sick, I'm a, I'm a total baby. I fall asleep and I'll sleep for days, you know, in and out. I'll eat something here or right. something there just so I can feel better. But, but I know better than to be around others who aren't sick and I don't want to get them sick. If I am, right. then leave me be, and hopefully eventually I'll get better and I'll feel better. I think NFL players, NBA players, uh, PGA players, NASCAR drivers, everybody needs to take that type of social break to say, you know what, I'm not feeling well today. I think I need to take a day off. Some are extending a little bit more, more over where they're just opting out of playing in the WNBA season, uh, as I mentioned, the NBA season. Um, no one does not want to play football. I have yet to hear of a player who's opted out of not playing in the NFL season. I, I, I have it. And to be quite honest with you, there's too much at stake to do that. However, um, if you do contract this in some way, some shape or form, regardless of whether you're a player or a person, just, just stay away, get better, seclude yourself, get whatever proper medication is available for you, uh, and, and just really take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you don't recognize that there's a problem. You could have the high likelihood of affecting someone else is basically a lot higher than it should be. In turn, recognize you have to practice that social distancing. And I hate to keep harping on that word, but it's so, it's so euphoric and it's so real and it's, and it's the new normal. Um, on, well, on the, well, well, think about this for a moment. Okay. Demore Smith, the head of the, uh, Players associate telling guys, don't do these group workouts. Tom Brady doing them anyways and trying to get familiar with his team. What about the other bargain uh, basement price, Jameis Winston? Uh, you know, that the Orleans Saints scrapped up for pennies on the dollar. Don't you think at some point he wants to work with his new team as well, knowing that there is a chance he could be playing this year? You don't know about the durability. And so you got two guys, uh, new teams, Jameis Winston with Saints, Tom Brady excited to be in Tampa. Ford and DeMora Smith, don't do it. Tom's saying, I'm doing it. And here's a bunch of my guys here with me doing it with me. So social distancing, yeah. We haven't seen a whole lot with the NFL yet, but we know we, it's in a little that we will. But you can harp on it all you want. Why don't you harp on DeMora Smith? Don't do it. Well, I'm going to do it anyways, okay? But that's just the temperament probably around the league. What about all these new coaches, okay, where you got, where you got players trying to get acclimated to the – System. You mentioned Jared Steedham earlier. During any other offseason, he probably learns a playbook a lot quicker and becomes more familiar. But a young quarterback needs more and more reps. It's not like Cam Newton needs a whole lot more reps right. compared to Jared Steedham because you know full well. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe in New England, Rudy, that both of them playing that Josh McDaniels, who drafted Tim Tebow, will try to work some running packages into that scheme that they've got up there. Yeah. So I'm not trying to take away from the luster of what we're doing because I know that we're all, everything's all interrelated when it comes to social distancing, sure. but how much social distancing can you have in the NFL? Okay. We're going to have more shotguns and you can't snap from under center. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. 
but you can't avoid any potential problem during that thing called com tackling, you know, physical sports, difficult to do. There's so many variables, Rudy. Yeah, it, it, and you're going to see this all unfold. You're going to see new ways, new practices, new ideas, new ways to to incorporate yourself. The NFL has been very, very creative outside of, obviously, Major League Baseball, who's now – and I pegged this, and I'm going to say it right off the bat. I told this on, on social media. Somebody asked me, well, how many games do you suspect are going to be played in Major League Baseball? I said 60. Well, guess what? They're going to have 60 regular season games in Major League Baseball – uh, with, with locations of training camps being moved like pieces on a chessboard because of, because of COVID, because they don't want more players coming down with this horrific, pandemically, you know, uh, um, decapitating disease to claim more players, more coaches. Um, but I think the NFL will certainly find a way around this, through this. Um, they have billions of dollars. I'm sure they'd be more than you know, happy to try anything experimental, obviously within reason uh, to prevent their players from acquiring this COVID-19 pandemic. Of course, Scott Morganroth joins me here on Motorman and Rude Dog. Like it, love it, share it, but never leave it. Just make sure that you share it. And that's- Well, when you talk about Major League Baseball for a moment, Rudy, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, are going to be doing their training up at the Rogers Center and Florida's been hit by the COVID-19. What about all the spring training facilities that got closed as a result? So now everybody's shifting to their home area. So, you know, you talk about all the moving pieces on the board, no matter where you're at. In fact, I found out my Detroit Red Wings, okay, are going to be taking their training camp, which is normally in Traverse City, Michigan, and we'll be doing it in Detroit. You've seen it out in the NFL where a lot of times you go away for a training camp and now they're at the facility. So, there's a lot of different things to restrict travel as much as possible, for sure. Right. Well, a lot of things to be desired. There, there's so many different things. Uh, unfortunately, Scott, I know you live in Florida, but that's the last place on the planet I want to be. Uh, there, Hardly and, a surprise that you would say that, right? Okay. <laughs> hey, Arizona, Arizona, Texas. I don't want to be in none of those states right now. I, you know, we're having enough issues wherever we're at. And again, I, I, I hate to say this, but we're going to have to also – um, shelter in, in, in place to, to, to some extent. And I think that's going to end up being the very uh, backlog of, of what you're going to see on, on, on going, unfortunately. And I think overall, uh, I, I, I really like the fact that uh, teams, players, not all of them, but the majority of them are really taking this very seriously. And, you know, you, you, you can't fake people dying. You can't fake ER doctors. And you, 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 you cannot fake this. So as much as you don't want to wear a mask, just put it on. Just put it on. Right. That's all i got to say. Um, practice what you need to practice, but also practice what you preach. And I think that we really need to, to stay a hold of that. I think sports organizations, we're all going to have to do the very same thing. I think overall, you're probably going to see a safer NFL for it. You're going to see a safer Major League Baseball for it. Uh, private workouts could be the way to go, Scott, to your point earlier about private workouts and how that needs to be something on the forefront uh, as to whether or not you want to work out with other people. Look, if you're going to work out with someone, make sure they get tested every single time. You know, if there's even a question, even people who are electing to go in to get surgeries done are, are getting checked for COVID. Why? Because anybody's operating on them could very well catch it. And if they have it, whatever 
they whatever they have i guess or whatever comes out of them or what have you it's going to be you know uh could be tainted could have COVID 19 so you know it, it's just practicing those things being aware uh of your surroundings and uh i i, I couldn't agree with you more scott when you talk about how i mean you even went in for for COVID testing if i if i'm not mistaken yeah i did yeah i did and uh Last week, I had two doctor's appointments, one at uh, Miami Baptist Hospital, where in your language, not far from the Miami airport, that's all you need to know, okay? Then I had a doctor's appointment, you know, uh, that week, and I'll tell you what, going to get tests at uh, those places is worse than going to an airport with security checks, if you can imagine that. I should point out something that you really brought up, which I think is really, really interesting, and about not only the dynamics of the NBA, but what happens, hypothetically, the Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks, okay, get to the finals, all of a sudden either LeBron or Giannis catches that. You want to talk about a prohibitive advantage for one team or the over if one superstar is down. How do you really – what are your thoughts about the dynamics of these, some of these big superstar players when they make it to the finals not playing because of COVID-19? And we know that there's asterisks written all over it anyhow. But think, you want to talk about a prohibitive advantage for either side. You've got it right there. Well, yeah, you're, you're definitely going to have something. I mean, every, every, every team looks for a tactical advantage, uh, regardless of, of what sport you're in, especially a team sport. Team sports are always evolving into what it's going to take to acquire that competitive advantage. And, and if you, you know, heaven forbid, any of these guys, any of the Giannis's of, of the world or let's just say Rudy Gobert, who's still experiencing COVID-19 symptoms. If he gets better, what is that going to look like? Is he going to be able to come back? Will he physically be able to come back? People are going to be very leery of that. Uh, if he passed certain tests, certain protocols that the NBA has put in place in order to get him back on the floor, that's exactly what he's going to do. Say exactly what they're going to do. Rudy Gobert is great on both ends of the court, offensively and defensively. So, um, you know, guys like him, players like him, are going to really take serious precautions along with guys like LeBron James, who's been, you know, an absolute, you know, beast during this COVID situation. He's spoken out on quite a few different uh, topics I'm not really going to go into right now uh, with movements and changes and, you know, shifts in, um, in, 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 in platforms. Uh, systematically throughout our country, political, non-political, the Black Lives Matter movement, and the list goes on and on. Uh, but players like that uh, who, who continue to practice social, uh, safe social distancing as well as protective measures uh, will give them, and, and I think that would be the biggest competitive advantage that I can think of uh, outside of obviously trying to uh, get more of a tactical advantage when you could think of working out for yourself. Um, matter of fact, I interviewed Mike, Mike Daniels and Mike's doing his own thing. He's, he's a free agent, hasn't been picked up yet as far as I know, but still doing the whole workout thing in home and has enough room where he's working out to create another workout room for a completely different type of workout. So, uh, you know, players just need to be a lot, a lot more intelligent. Um, if you're in a situation where you even remotely think about working out with somebody else, think about that again, if not get them tested, get yourself tested just because you can be asymptomatic and, and never know it. So, so I wish you so, the best on that, Scott. So tell me, Rudy, how confident are you in the NBA bubble? You know, in, unless the bubble bursts, I'm actually pretty confident. I don't know that I can blow any bigger bubble than the one that's in Orlando right now when uh, Disney Corporation decided to open up and accept all these players in. 
wearing a, a band, a ring, more or less, to measure their, their temperature, uh, measure their sweat equity, uh, to measure their pulse and things of that nature. I, you know, I, I'd rather have that than a championship ring if that's going to keep me alive. But I think the bubble will last as long as the NBA stays within their parameters and works within their parameters, putting those guidelines together, which to you and me are relatively um, common sense-wise, but for players it's much more intrinsic, much more involved, highly detailed, because they don't want to infect other people and they don't want to be infected either. Well, let me, here's something that I found out today, okay? The Minnesota Twins are actually taking health precautions and they won't allow two coaches in their 60s to work. Did you know that? They are. No. And you know what? Adam uh, Silver uh, wondered about it. Rick Carlisle, not so, not so fast, as Lee Corso would say. But now you know, this will be a judgment call amongst a lot of teams throughout the sports world, whether guys over 60s are going to be allowed to be involved during this because obviously we know that people are in their 60s are high risk although down a lot of the cases nowadays are hitting some of the younger uh generation between 25 and 35 or 40 and again why is it happening because they're not doing what you've mentioned along mass up i don't care how just because you're young doesn't mean that you're not gonna uh, get killed this- but you know so this so is not, this is not discriminate. Yeah, there is. There's tons of moving parts and, and parts we haven't even seen moving yet. The ones that are waiting in the wings, the ones that, that will be designated to be those moving right. components to help uh, slow this pandemic down as much as, as much as possible. So I think the sports world could be safer if they practice that with the protocols in place. As long as the players follow those protocols, I think we'll have a uh, much better uh, reason to watch, to watch TV, to, to watch sports in general, which I think is the biggest getaway right now for a lot of people, even with the UFC being what it is, Justin Poirier wins uh, in, in in Las Vegas. And again, another uh, a very serviceable sport, I believe. Again, following protocols. It, it's easy for individuals to do sports like that and be right. tested and be found to not have it versus a group sport, right? Because you're touching you're physically getting inside. If you're in the NBA, you're inside of the paint trying to, you know, the mammoth slam it, you know, down on the court over someone's head, their head, you know, goes underneath your arm or what have you. I mean, there's so many ways to go about this. I just hope for all intents and purposes that once the NBA starts, and I'm just using them as an example or the NFL for that matter, because the kickoff starts in the NBA in just a few days. So we'll see, what happens they're going to have a trifecta of games going on to open it up uh lakers versus clippers and uh, of course those are the forefronts of my mind because i'm here in california so right I understand. Uh, these, so so these teams come come to mind and the reboot I, I i call it a reboot they really had to turn the machine off on this one in order to get a grip on what's going on especially in the nba the nfl not so much it started with the NFL draft and basically virtualizing the NFL draft, which right. I, which I was going to go to when I was in Las Vegas to attend this event, but that didn't happen. Uh, well, but- last week though, Melfar brought up an interesting point on the sports exchange, Rudy. And, you know, with everything we're talking about, what about the college athletes, uh, football players, as well as basketball, we can't forget about the kids either. How do you think all the, this is going to play out? you know, with COVID-19. And more importantly, Rudy, you've got a lot more players. So they have like 90 to 100, 110 on a team. So there's more and more players with each 
you can't forget about the kids. These guys, kids aren't really getting paid outside of their scholarships to even go ahead and, you know, risk their life, but yet they do what they've got to do. Well, I mean, unless you're talking NCAA basketball, I mean, NCAA right. basketball, you know, players are now going to be paid for likenesses used on video games and uh, right. commercials and things of that nature. So no big surprise there. Uh, as far as football players are concerned, Clemson players have been found having COVID. Right. Um, and again, this does not discriminate against age. So I just want to clarify that uh, these right. guys are, are, are getting, are becoming infected. So again, I think they need, the NCAA needs to take a page out of the NFL rule book uh, when it comes to COVID-19, this pandemic, the situation that they're facing, uh, and basically apply that uh, to mm -hmm. what has been you know, known as uh, something that we'll never see again, hopefully, in, in, at least in my lifetime, maybe not even your lifetime as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but Scott, thanks a lot. It's been great having you on the show. Good stuff. Good talk. Like I said, Scott Morganrod joins me here on Motorman and Rude Dog. He's Motorman. I'm Rude Dog. Thank you all for tuning in. We certainly appreciate it. Like it, love it, share it, please. And give us a follow at Take No Punches on Twitter. Yeah, let me just add a couple things. If I may, you can follow me at Twitter at SouthFloridaTribune.com. So for those folks that uh, and like the South Florida Tribune page on Facebook as well. Rudy, it's always a blast, my friend. And we look forward to uh, doing it the next time. All right? Sounds good. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate that. And uh, you, have yourself a great Back day. You. You're welcome. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. You bet.